Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah. <laughs> 
So maybe I was the empty lotus But now I feel too old to learn How this love made me happy Had a way to take my Welcome to another episode of the Music from the Goddesses Vault podcast. I'm your host, Midnight Star. That song that you heard was No One Said It Would Be Easy by Anne Harmick. It's from the Pagan Folks Against Fascism compilation album. I'm going to be playing four songs off that album because the topic of today's episode is racism and paganism. Yep, there are racist pagans out there. Not all pagans are racist, though. It's almost the same as saying Satanism is not paganism. Oh, before I forget, on the Music from the Goddesses Vault Facebook page, if you scroll down, there are two articles that I want you to read. The first is about pagan fundamentalists or fundies. Yes, we do have them. And the other is titled, Andrietta, Pagan Says Chicken Pox Vaccine is Against His Religion. This guy, who is a Norse pagan, doesn't want his nine-year-old daughter to be vaccinated. Number one rule when it comes to paganism, or any religion for that matter, is do not make it an excuse for anything you do or believe. The whole vaccine debate was because of some misinformation online about an ingredient. It's never been proven that vaccines causes autism. Number two, I did post this on a pagan group, and most do agree with me. Paganism is not an excuse for not getting vaccinated. I had the chicken pox when I was a kid. In a few years, I'm going to have to do the shingles vaccine. That girl is going to have medical problems if she doesn't get vaccinated. So not all pagans agree with you, Joseph. And don't make religion an excuse for medical reasons either. Speaking of making paganism an excuse, I'm going to talk about this specific group that has some racist members in it later on. Again, not all pagans are racist. I'm going to repeat that all throughout the show. I think that I'm going to make this podcast longer because I have some personal things to say about it. It seems to me that history is repeating with a few differences. I'm going to compare what was going on in 1917 and now. Right now, groups that are being discriminated against are racial minorities, Jews, and the LGBT community. A hundred years ago, it was still those groups plus women, the Irish, and people whose English is a second language. I'm talking mostly in North America here. The other big difference is that today, the other big difference is that today, it's against the law to discriminate against anyone regardless of gender, sexuality, religion, or ethnicity. We can't say the N-word or the F-word. The particular three and six-letter F-word is more offensive to the LGBT community. A hundred years ago, there were no discrimination laws, so racism, sexism, homophobia, and transphobia was rampant. Otherwise, it was okay to be a bigot back then. Anyway, there's not going to be a meditation in this show, because I have a lot to say about the subject. But you can go and find Meditation for Peace on YouTube afterwards. 
Here's another song from the Pagan Folks Against Fascism album. This one is Dame the Bard singing Merlin and I live. See? Okay, you stop now. <laughs> but remember that at the end, yeah? So we'll do it again. If I remember. In a tower on the western shore A woman cries in pain Outside a storm gathers As a soul is born again The wisdom of all of the Shines like the sun from his eyes His father, a god of the earth Holds his mother in his arms as she dies Merlin am I, Merlin am I And I know secrets of the land and sky land and sky and you'll hear my voice where the eagles fly Merlin am I To the high king Comes crashing to the ground The druids know the answer A sacrifice is found But the child sees deep in the earth Two dragons are spreading their wings Two tribes will fight for to claim this land Many die for the folly of kings Merlin am I, Merlin am I And I know Secrets of the land and sky, land and sky, and you'll hear my voice where the eagles fly. Merlin am I. Listen, little pig, oh little trembling one. Under this thin blanket, I can find no repose. And since the Battle of Ardereth, I no longer care if the sky falls or 
if the sea overflows. The forest is calling him from a field soaked with blood, where hundreds lie dying, all the people that he loved. Now he runs in the shadows and madness the future reveals that the island of Britain is Merlin's isle and he, he lives here still. Go on, you're going to sing with me on this last chorus. Merlin am I, Merlin am I And I know the secrets of the land and the sky Land and sky And you'll hear my voice where the eagles fly Thank you. That was lovely. Thank you so much. It's time for the Spirit Guide of the Week. I'm going back to the animal kingdom for this week's Spirit Guide or Totem Animal and talk about the dove. The dove symbolizes peace, tranquility, harmony, affection, and innocence. If dove is your power animal, that means that you are gentle, serene, passionate, calm, and a very giving person. You express your love to as many people as possible, and you'd rather be more domestic and stay at home. Dove is telling you that it's very important to love and nurture yourself. The best way for you to do that is something like a spa day or a me day. That is the only way for you to soar above and be successful in life is when you put yourself first. Totem Animal Dove is also telling you to stop and meditate. You need to let go of the turmoil that is currently going on in your life right now. Power Animal Dove is also telling you that someone you know who has recently passed away has made a smooth transition between the veil. If you are currently feeling troubled, worried, distraught, anxious, doubtful, and uncertain about your spiritual path, or upset, call on Totem Animal Dove to help you out. That is it for now. Stay tuned for another Spirit Guide of the Week.
That was Kiva with Road to Peace. This song is not on the Pagan Focus Against Fascism album. For all you loyal listeners out there, I have been talking about my Hungarian heritage and my father in past episodes. I'm going to do that more here. I know that I'm not the only pagan that has this sort of experience. What do I mean? I am first-generation Canadian. I was born in Canada to a Hungarian immigrant, which is my mother. She came to Canada in the 1960s. And I am a child of a Hungarian refugee, which is my now-deceased father. My mother was only 11 years old and living in a small village, while my father was 20 and working as a laborer in Budapest when the Hungarian Revolution started in October of 1956. By the way, next month will be the 61st anniversary of the communist takeover of Hungary. The revolt first started off as a student protest against the Soviets at a radio station, and it quickly escalated from there. It got to the point where civilians became freedom fighters and started to pick up guns for the very first time. Among those freedom fighters were 9, 10, and 11-year-old boys. I think that my dad was also a freedom fighter. The only thing that I remember about what my dad told me about that time was when he, my mother, and myself were watching Ray Fiennes in the Hungarian-Canadian movie Sunshine. Everyone knows Ray Fiennes as Voldemort in the Harry Potter series. In the movie Sunshine, he played three characters in three generations of a Hungarian Jewish family. There was a scene in the movie where the people were taking down a statue of Stalin in 1956. Then my dad said, I was there. Otherwise, the whole taking down statues and monuments is nothing new. It's been going on since we started creating those. Anyway, the Soviets took over Hungary. Other countries tried to help, but the UN was distracted by the Suez Crisis. But all those distracted countries did help bring all the Hungarian refugees, including my dad, to start a new life in Canada, the US, and elsewhere. My dad decided to leave Hungary when he was forced to enlist into the Red Army. He didn't see fighting as a way to solve conflict, so he left and came to Canada. My parents, like all immigrants and refugees before and after them, bring with them great work ethics. That's what I have learned from them. I'm not saying that those that have lived in North America for generations don't have good work ethics either. For those people who are still arguing that immigrants are taking over their jobs, this was the case a hundred years ago too. I have to ask you this question. I don't mean to be stereotypical here, but do you want to spend the rest of your life working for minimum wage at jobs like McDonald's, driving a cab, a barista, being a maid, a laborer, or picking apples? No. Those are the jobs that immigrants and refugees do. So do something good for the cab driver that drove you home when you were drunk, or the barista that gave you coffee every morning, or the janitor that cleans your kid's school. They don't get enough credit except when their kids go off to college for a better career. I am saying this because I know that all Syrian refugees want to escape their corrupted government and I know they don't support ISIS. Most of these Syrians that escaped once worked as doctors, lawyers, or professors in their country. They are working towards getting those licenses here in North America, which could take more years to do. And some of them do have unskilled jobs in Syria too, by the way. These Syrians, Mexicans, and others escaped their country because they want to live and work elsewhere in peace. They're not all going to be terrorists. 
The only terrorists that we in North America have to fear are those who were born in North America and are alt-right-wingers, like the next one that I will explain to you, whom also make paganism their excuse for their hatred. I will explain more after this song called Osfaraj, which is translated as Ancient Source by Moon and the Night Spirit, which is also another song not from the Pagan Folks Against Fascism compilation.
Here's a dream symbol to interpret. Today's dream symbol is snakes in dreams. This is one that has many ways to interpret it. I will only mention two, so please look it up online. One is as a phallic symbol, representing temptation, danger, and forbidden sexuality. The second way to look at snakes in dreams is looking at who in your waking life is callous, ruthless, and not to be trusted. If you are afraid of snakes in real life and you have a dream with one in it, it represents your fear of sex, intimacy, and commitment. If you dream that you see a snake on your bed, it symbolizes you feeling sexually overpowered or threatened in your real life. If you dreamt that you are being eaten by a snake, that dream is telling you that someone in your life is taking advantage of you. If the snake is eating other people in your dream, it means that in your waking life, someone is being ruthless. If in your dreams you see or are bitten by a snake, it represents your real-life fears and worries that are threatening you. And if you see a snake with two heads at each end, that dream is telling you that you are being pulled in two different directions or perhaps you are in a love triangle. That is it for this week's dream symbol. If you want a dream for me to interpret and maybe have a dream symbol featured, the contact information will be mentioned at the end of the show. So keep dreaming. was Snake Woman by Michelle Mays. It's from her album Fire Leap, a collection of chants and songs.
When I first came into paganism, I thought that I might be discriminated against because people think that I am a devil worshipper. I think that is the case now, but I have never thought that there will be a group of pagans that are racist. Again, not all pagans are racist. That gets me thinking of another pagan podcaster that I heard a number of years ago. I can't remember the name of the guy or the podcast, but I do remember that this pagan had an American Southern accent. I know that not all Americans with Southern accents are racist. He was rambling, like I am right now, but in the middle of his speech, he mentioned that he didn't like Muslims and that all Muslims are terrorists. Well, I quickly turned that off and never listened to that guy's podcast again. A week before the Charlottesville incident, I was watching a Canadian news show and they did talk about the group that I am going to mention. The reporters did say pagans were also involved and strange ritual, but the show mostly focused on racism, which I think they did a good job in doing. By the way, not all people who practice in the Asatru path are racists. There is an offshoot that I would like to put more focus on, First, the Asatrus. People who practice Asatru consider themselves more heathen than pagan. Asatru is a Scandinavian faith. Asa is referring to the Germanic gods and goddesses, usually Norse mythology, and true means faith. Asatru have been around since before Christianity. When Christianity came, they converted. Odinism, which is the offshoot, is the ancient religion of gods in the Norse pantheon. It was resurrected in the 19th century. However, I would like to focus on the modern-day resurrection of both Asatru Reconstructionists and Odinism. Before that, here's another new word for some of you pagans. I looked everywhere for a simpler meaning for this word folkish, but it is confusing. Here's what a friend of mine said is the meaning. Going back to the old ways. The second revival of the Asatruth faith came in the late 60s and early 70s in Iceland. In 1973, it was recognized as an official religion there. Then it spread to Norway, Sweden, and Denmark, and it's gaining ground in North America. Again, not every Asatruth heathen are racist. Now comes their offshoot, which is Odinism. Odinism is a religion that aligns itself with racism, exclusion, and the American prison system. In 1976, the Asatru Folk Assembly, also known as the AFA, was formed in Nevada. It soon became more folkish and also racist, sexist, anti-Semitic, homophobic, and transphobic. The ASA belief was that all races should be separated. Again, not all pagans who are in the folkish path are racist. But I think that this term needs to include non-Europeans into the mix. In Europe, the Asatru followers worshipped Thor without the emphasis on race or ethnic origin. To think of it now, some of those European groups do that, but there is a growing number that is discriminatory. Again, not all Asatru heathens are racist. By the way, the AFA in their tweets and Facebook posts are confusing to their followers in saying that they are not racist, but they discriminate against people who are not European. There are other groups that the AFA are discriminatory towards too. More on that later. Some U.S. Asatru followers became Odinists. This is especially true in their prison system, thanks to a California inmate who was a former member of the Aryan Brotherhood. This guy is currently serving a life sentence for a murder and is running the Holy Nation of Odin, Inc. from his cell. I found out that some Odinists are pagan and some are just white supremacists turned pagan. 
Also, there is a group that is called either Soldiers or Sons of Odin that have chapters here in Canada. According to Lupa Greenwolf and John Cleland Host, in their article, Honoring Our Ancestors, Racism Wears Its Head, here's what the Odinist belief system sounds like. You can find this article on humanistpaganism.com. First point is that Odinists believe that white people are in danger and that we need to protect ourselves and our genes. White people are not in any danger of anything. Both Greenwood and Host are right in saying that white people have been traveling for centuries and intermarrying with non-Europeans. I wish that those DNA tests were cheaper so that I could see that I have some Asian blood in me. Why do I say that? Well, when the Roman Empire was about to fall, Attila with his Huns, who are a Mongol tribe, settled in what is now Budapest, Hungary. The Magyars, who is a tribe that came from the Finno-Agrian side and settled in the same area, intermarried with the Huns. So there's no such thing as white purity. I wish those idiot Odinists would take those DNA tests and see for themselves that they are not as pure white as they thought they would be. I also agree with Greenwolf and Host in thinking that European paganism should not be closed off to those who are not European. Odinists do want it closed off and exclusively white. Odinists also discriminate against a term that I don't like using, which is quilt bag. It's an acronym for queers, undecided, intersex, lesbian, transgender, bisexual, asexual, and gay. Odinists believe that men should be masculine and women should be feminine and submissive to them. That is something that I, as a straight female, am offended by. I do not want to be treated as a second-class citizen again. I want to be equal to men like all women do. The second reason why I am offended by these misogynistic Odinists has something to do with their belief in anything Viking-related. I actually posted a video on the Music from the Goddesses Vault Facebook page that has a scene from the show Vikings. This video mentions and shows that there was a 10th century Viking tomb that was exhumed in Sweden in the 1880s. Recent DNA tests shows that these bones belong to a high-ranking female Viking warrior. So these Odinists are a bunch of hypocrites. And finally, the Odinists believes that real families are nuclear heterosexual ones and not blended single parents, childless, or gay parents. To quote Greenway and Host, that is not my paganism. There was another thing that was forgotten in the article, but I did come across it on Facebook in a focus video. These Odinists want the swastika to be a pagan symbol. Newsflash! It's not, and it will never be a pagan symbol, thanks to Hitler. I did find some evidence of the swastika in Norse mythology. It was associated with Thor representing his hammer. But do not think that it is a pagan symbol because non-pagans still think of it as a symbol for racism. Otherwise, it's ingrained in the human psyche for 70-some-odd years as a symbol for hate. Again, thanks to you-know-who. I don't want non-pagans to think that the rest of us non-Odinist pagans are racist. If you want to bring the swastika back, give it back to the Buddhist, Hindus, and Jainists in East and Southeast Asia. They were the first to use it, and swastika is originally a Sanskrit word. Sanskrit, as in this word, came from India. Anyway, swastika is a Sanskrit word meaning to be good. Unfortunately, thanks to Hitler, it is not.
Just to reiterate, not all pagans that follow the Norse pantheon are Odinists or racists. By the way, I also found a book online called Bringing Race to the Table, Exploring Racism in the Pagan Community by Crystal Blanton. Go buy that one on Amazon. Here's another song from the Pagan Folks Against Fascism compilation called Wicker Man by Jim Fulpo. Hey, Lolly! Hey, hey, hey. Burn, burn. 
going to talk about one ethnic group that is constantly being ignored by the U.S. media, but not in Canada. I'm going to do a brief history on them. I know that these white supremacists think that white people were the first to be in North America. That is not true. These people obviously forgot about the Native Americans who were here long before the Vikings. White people came and stole their land that was rightfully theirs to begin with. We gave them smallpox, which thousands of Native Americans have died from. And white people were the ones to pull generations of Native American children away from their families and put them in residential schools. In these schools, Native children were physically, mentally, and sexually abused by white adults who want to, and I quote, first I have to apologize about the racist language here, take the Indian out of the children which is now unsuccessful. Now there are generations of aboriginals in North America that are still suffering from these abuses. Yes, African Americans also had it tough too. They were chained and forced out of Africa because their white slave owners were, were too lazy to pick cotton and other crops themselves. I hope you learned something from this podcast, and hopefully there will be a way to peacefully get rid of these white supremacists who call themselves pagan. I know that one way to do this is to educate future generations. If you want to know more about racism and paganism, go to heathensunited.org. You can also join Heathens United Against Racism on Facebook. Again, I'm your host, Midnight Star. If you have a comment or suggestion, you can go to the Music from the Goddesses Vault Facebook page, tweet me at Goddess Vault through iTunes, Spreaker, Podomatic, or wherever you hear this podcast. This last song is another one from the Pagan Folk Against Fascism album. This one is from Paul Mitchell called Clarion Call, Blessed Be. I meditate on hilltops with my crystal mind. My body is temple to my pure, pure soul The wisdom I have shared with the earth I may choose to bring to you all I sit around your fire and above you all Listening and watching you celebrate The prickly bush says you need my help Seven from your fate I've seen you saw before In my clarion call There are none as serious as me You'll never hear the land Your laughter's too out of hand You are all far too bawdy I am considerably more pagan than you You don't do the things a proper pagan should do I've got my tick sheets, I've come to my view I am considerably more pagan than you Call that a belief When it seems to me You cannot be very well read You should never ever believe Anything a popular writer said 
your belief There's no ancient history Change your words, your actions, your deeds If you do not, you are fearful and dishonest I should get to choose the books that you read I've seen your soul before Hear my clarion call We are clearly right You are clearly wrong Amateur history Will always set you free And you will see we were right all along I am considerably more pagan than you You don't do the things a proper pagan should do I've got my tick sheets, I've come to the view I am considerably more pagan than you Gotta get ourselves all lined up Get our beliefs written down A manifesto for pagan UK With pictures and flowcharts nicely bound Gotta get ourselves with the Charities Commission That's where our future lies Even if it means putting out the fire In our hearts behind our eyes Show can be known by formulas and rules and absolute truths. When something happens, it can only be real if it satisfies my own version of proof. The gods are not real, there's no evidence, it's all imagination in your mind. I want to sit by a fire to be one of you. I'll just get paganism redefined I've seen your soul before Hear my clarion call I'll show you your beliefs are naive and quaint Challenge all you believe in But don't you challenge Dawkins Cause he is our only saint I am considerably more pagan than you you don't do the things a proper pagan should do I've got my tick sheet and I've come to the view I am considerably more pagan than you Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.